Well, uh, I'm not sure if most of you know it, um, but one of the most important days in U.S. history uh, was August 19th, 2009. And uh, on August 19th, 2009, in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, this happened. Uh, my daughter, Adeline Grace Hovey, was born into this world, and it was, it was literally one of the greatest days in U.S. history. And I, I remember uh, that moment, which was a couple minutes after she was born. It was when I got to hold her uh, for the first time. And I remember kind of holding her in my arms and, and looking down, you know, into her screaming face. And it was, it was so beautiful, and it was so, it was so inspiring, and, and just this, this feel of awe just kind of went over me. And then uh, when eventually, a few days later, when we took her home, there was those kind of sacred first few days, you know, when everything is fresh and new and you're kind of feeling their skin and, and watching them inhale and exhale. And uh, I remember taking naps with Adeline and waking up and just looking at her little fingers and her toes wiggle. And I was just, I was just in shock and awe. And it was incredible and it was amazing. Um, as they say, Adeline was truly a bundle of joy for me and for Kelly, But she was also a bundle of something else. She was also a bundle of perfectly formed, intricate systems that all worked together to keep her alive. Thanks to her respiratory system, her lungs took in air. During those first few days, her digestive system was breaking down milk, and her muscular system was enabling her to wrap her little tiny fingers around my thumb. You see, even as a little baby, these members of her body, these complicated biological systems were all fully developed and fully functioning and fully working and, and, you know, in a sense, ready to grow up into adulthood. And when we read scripture, it's really fascinating, it's really interesting, because one of the greatest uh, metaphors for the church is the human body. You see, the the church uh, is talked about in Scripture as this intricate and complex system, kind of like baby Adeline, and kind of like you, and kind of like me. And I want to show that to you this morning. So if you have your Bibles, uh, at this time I'd invite you to turn to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. Uh, We're going to be looking at verses 12 through 26. If you don't have your Bibles, the text will also be uh, on the screen above, and it's in your sermon guide, uh, which is in your bulletins. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 26. The Apostle Paul writes to the church in Corinth, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we were all given one Spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an ear, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. So the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem weaker and indispensable are the parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while the presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division, 
but the parts of the body should have equal concern with one another. For if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honored, every part is honored with it. So in this passage, Paul is essentially saying that the church is, the bo- is, is like a human body. The church, more specifically, is like the body of Christ. We are the hands and the feet of Jesus in our world. We, we execute his will and his mission. And so because of that, you are not the body of Christ, and I am not the body of Christ, but somehow together, all of us form the body of Christ. Somehow together, all of us are Jesus with skin on in our community. We are the closest that many people will ever get to Jesus Christ. But but there's something else going on with this uh, body imagery, and I wanted to explain it to you, because when the Corinthian church first heard this word body, this this metaphor body, it would have been very hard-hitting and impactful to them. They would have thought of something uh, very specifically, and to understand that, we have to get a little bit of historical background. Uh, So as many of you know, uh, 2,000 years ago in the ancient world, all across the Roman Empire, there were uh, different pagan temples that were littered uh, across the world. And these, these pagan temples were dedicated to different gods. Some were dedicated to Apollo and Isis and Zeus and Jupiter. Uh, There's hundreds of them. Um, but one of these gods, his name was Asclepos. And Asclepos uh, was the healing god. And I think we have a picture of him here. There's the rod of Asclepos. Uh, it's still actually used for medicine today. Uh, interest, interestingly enough. Um, but, but Asclepos was the healing god, and a few years ago, some archaeologists were digging in the city of Corinth, and they found a temple of Asclepos, a temple dedicated to the god of Asclepos. But what they found in that temple was hundreds and hundreds of clay body parts inside the temple, arms, legs, noses, these dismembered body parts. And uh, as, as, as archaeologists continued to uncover things, eventually they discovered uh, what had happened. You see, the worshipers in this temple would actually craft these different body parts, and they would bring them into this temple to be dedicated to the God so that they could be healed of their ailment in their hand or their arm. And then what the priest would do is they would take these body parts and they would hang them from the ceilings. And so when you walked into these temples, it was like this you know, horror Frankenstein movie or something like that. There's just these dangling body parts all on the ceilings of the temple. And this is the background from which Paul is writing. You see, the church in Corinth, the believers in Corinth were ex-pagans. So a lot of them were, would have been worshiping in this temple at some time in their life. Also, even after their conversion, there was banquets and special feasts and festivals in the temple of Asclepos and other temples, as we find in 1 Corinthians 8.10. So here's the point. According to many biblical scholars, it was against this background of dismembered limbs in the pagan temple that Paul used his famous metaphor. Paul's point is that Christians should not be like these clay body parts. They should not be dead and divided. We should not be unloving and unloved. They should not be disconnected from the body from which they belong. Instead, Paul encouraged this ex-pagan church in Corinth to be living and active members of the body of Christ, to be connected to Jesus. Instead, Paul invites them and he invites us to be an interconnected, interdependent body that is living and serving together. And instead, Paul wants us to be fully human and fully alive and fully bearing God's image in our world. And so the logic that Paul uses, uh, in a sense, his kind of big idea uh, in this passage and in the chapter of 1 Corinthians 12, is that to be in Christ, which is his favorite metaphor for Christians, is to be in the body of Christ. And to be in the body of Christ is to be actively serving 
in the local church. So to be in Christ is to be in the body of Christ. And to be in the body of Christ, what do members do, members of a body? Well, they serve. So it's to be serving uh, actively in the local church. But the problem was uh, many of the believers in Corinth didn't get this. They didn't understand this. And so they were acting as if they were disconnected from the larger body. They were acting as if they were those dismembered limbs on the ceiling of the temple of Asclepius. But Paul reminds them that they're more than that. They're they're connected to the same body where every limb is essential and valued and gifted, where everyone has something to contribute. And so we see this, uh, for example, in verses 15 through 17. Uh, This is a kind of strange passage where you have these talking body parts that are kind of saying things out loud. Uh, And if you look again at the text, it says, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? So what's Paul's point here? His point is that everybody matters. It's that every gift within the local church matters. And to, and to, to say otherwise is really to turn the body of Christ into a freakish monster, right? It's, it's to turn the body of Christ into something that's not, there he is, Mike Lazowski, right? That's, that, that's what it is. This isn't what the body of Christ is supposed to look like. This isn't what the body of Christ is supposed to look like at Hope. It's not what the body of Christ was supposed to look like in Corinth. But unfortunately, today, we, we do the same things that they did back then. And so, for example, when churches uh, are, have members that come and they're more about being consumers than contributors, they're, they're kind of like Mike. They're kind of like a one-eyed monster. When churches uh, only value certain gifts and kind of place certain gifts on a pedestal and, and don't encourage uh, the use of other gifts, they're doing the same thing. Or when churches have professional pastors who do 90% of the ministry, again, we have a one-eyed monster. And that's not what we want at Hope Covenant Church. We have something much bigger in mind. And that's because we are a church of contributors, of servants, of body parts. And every one of us has a part to play in the mission. If you look at uh, the the, the body parts uh, that are mentioned by Paul uh, in this text, uh, it's really interesting. We have uh, the foot. The hand, the ear, the eye, and the nose. And uh, if you think about it, each of these body parts has a function, right? The, the foot is to walk, the hand is to hold and to grasp things, the ear is to hear, the eye is to see, and the nose is to smell. And in the same way, those of us who are members of the body here at Hope, those of us who call this place our home, have a function to play in the life of our body. Again, we're not supposed to be dismembered limbs hanging from the ceiling. Instead, we are supposed to be connected to the living body of Christ and using our gifts and abilities to serve the church. And so if if all of that's the case, and if all of that's true, I think uh, what the question for you and me is, is very simple. It's this, how can I serve the church? Let me say that again. The question becomes, how can I serve the church? Not should I serve the church, but how can I serve the church? And uh, I want to answer that question. So even if you don't care or even if that doesn't matter to you, just pretend for a couple minutes uh, that you are genuinely curious how you could serve the church, okay? Could you do that for me? Okay, thank you. So uh, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you how you could serve the church. Here's how. We have uh, seven different ministry departments uh, here at Hope Covenant Church, and all of our ministries that we have fall under uh, one of these different umbrellas. So we have guest services, worship, youth, 
uh, children groups, our in-reach ministries, which is kind of all the internal things, and then our outreach ministries, which are all the outreach ministries that we have. Uh, and at some point, what we want to do is encourage everybody to, to plug in and to connect with one of these ministries. So let me tell you uh, how this happens at Hope. Uh, I want you to imagine that you are having a lucid dream uh, right now. And uh, in this lucid dream, uh, there's a huge lake, okay? And coming out of this lake are seven uh, ladders, these kind of free-floating ladders that are just kind of hanging in the air coming out of the lake. Okay, are you with me? Uh, okay, well, this, here's, here's what it means. The lake represents our volunteer lake. This is where you dive in for the first time. This is where you try different ministry opportunities. You, you kind of splash in the water for a while. And so if, if you come to Hope and you've been here for a few months and you say, this is my home, uh, I want to be a part of this, the first thing we want to encourage you to do is go headfirst into the lake and splash around, try a few different ministries, uh, talk to Andy Carey and, and greet out front for a few weeks, fold bulletins uh, for Super Service Fridays at 9.30 a.m., uh, you know, go teach in the, in the kids' room, do some tech work with sound lights, anything. Just try some different things. And then after a while, what will happen is you'll probably drift uh, towards a particular ministry ladder. You'll probably drift uh, to one of these types of things. Maybe you'll try something uh, that is life-giving to you. And, and that is fun and it, and it excites you. Maybe somebody uh, you're ministering with will see a spiritual gift in you and they'll point that out and you'll begin serving in an area you never imagined um, that you were going to serve in. But however you get there, our encouragement to you is to start somewhere, to jump in the lake and then eventually find your way to a ladder. And when you find that ladder, begin climbing the different rungs of the ladder and taking on increasing levels of responsibility and accountability. One person who uh, has done just this is Tina Freeman. Uh, some of you know her. Uh, I met her last year uh, over the summer, and she came into my office, and she said, uh, Pastor Brandon, I really want to serve somewhere at Hope Covenant Church, but I don't know where. And I said, okay, well, jump in the lake, you know. And she said, what, what are you talking about? And then, but I didn't explain this to her. Uh, but I said, you know, essentially what I'm talking about is you need to just serve somewhere. Try some different things. And so she tried global missions. She tried uh, our homeless ministry, Cool Spot, last summer. Um, and then eventually uh, she found a place to serve uh, that she never expected. And I want, uh, I want Tina to tell you her story. So uh, take a look with me at this video clip. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pastor Barb, and this morning I'm with my dear friend Tina Freeman, and we're in her classroom, the God Zone room. She teaches our fourth and fifth graders. And Tina, I wanted to talk with you today so you could share your story of how you came to children's ministry. Well, the way I came to children's ministry, or actually to our church, was I was doing an undergraduate program, and I needed to um, serve for a class I was taking to get credit. So when I came here, I knew I was going to try to jump in and do uh, different ministries. Um, and so I had worked with women's ministry at another another uh, nonprofit, and then came here and jumped in and tried to do missions and worked with Lily Cineros and trying to help her in anywhere I can. But then in the summer, Pastor Barb was doing a VBS with the kids. And, and we I, always need more <laughs> volunteers. We do. And I thought, huh, well, I'm going to try to connect with her and Pastor Brandon said, go and talk to her. And it counts for hours. <laughs> it did. <laughs> and um, I thought, wow, you know, I've never worked with kids. I've always worked with adults my entire life um, from my professional background. 
And I thought, well, let's give it a try. And for me, it was like, wow. It was a little overwhelming. Deer in the headlight. And, you know, I'm always trying to make sure everything's all perfect. But it, God showed me through that was that it's okay to let it go and to be a kid and to have fun. Um, but the best part is being able to nurture these kids and help them grow in Christ. And I knew that the Lord just led me to the right place, um, led me to be able to work with Pastor Barb and learn from her and be able to just help these kids grow and allowing me to show them that love that Christ has shown me because that hasn't been my background. I've never been, grew up in a church and it's just really something important that I know that he's led me to reach these kids. All right, isn't that great? Uh, yes, no? Okay, thank you. Uh, I just, I, I, love the, I love the model that Tina presents us with. And uh, I, I know that all pastors love Tina's. And, uh, you know, we want, we want more Tina's in all of our churches um, because there's just this great kind of willingness to plug in and to help. There's not an agenda uh, or anything like that. And, um, and so I'd encourage you uh, to be like her. And, and here's the deal. Um, some of you have been serving at Hope Covenant Church for a long time. You've done uh, six or seven different tours of duty, and uh, you're on a sabbatical, you're on a break, and that's okay. Uh, we all need breaks and that kind of thing. We, we understand that there's different kind of ministry cycles and seasons of life, and that's going to affect our ability to serve and to plug in. Uh, but others of you uh, started taking a break six years ago, and you never stopped. And, and if that's you, we, we really need you uh, to kind of come back to the body, you know, put your arm kind of back where it belongs, and, and begin serving again, and begin engaging again here at Hope Covenant Church. And maybe there's some of you who, you've been here a few years, and you just never kind of got around to serving, you know, and you have a routine, and you come here on Sunday mornings, you love the church, your kids have fun, you leave early, go have lunch, watch sports, and it's kind of like going to movies once a week, you know, you see a show, and... And, and it kind of, it's fun. And, and, and we want you to see the show. And we want, uh, we want you to, to be fed and that kind of a thing. But if that's you, you're missing out on, on a privilege. You're really missing out on an opportunity to serve. It's not just that we need you to serve, but it's that you need you to serve. Uh, I don't know how many of you watched the Olympics. Anybody watch the opening ceremonies a couple nights ago? Yeah, a few of you. Uh, well, during the opening ceremonies, uh, at the very end, the president and CEO of the Games said something that caught me. He said this, when we come together in all our diversity, it's the Olympic Games that unite us. And uh, as much as I love the Olympic Games, there's something far greater that unites us here at Hope Covenant Church, namely Jesus Christ and the gospel. And because of that, we are a unified body of diverse members. And because of that, the local church, aside from your family, is the most important thing that you will ever be a part of. The local church, aside from your family, is the most important thing that you will ever be a part of. And the reason for that is the local church is the hope of the world. The local church is God's mechanism of making disciples and telling the world about Jesus Christ and about this God that loves them and wants them to be reconciled to himself. It was instituted 2,000 years ago by Jesus Christ. And so here at Hope, we have a very big job to do. We have a very big mission, and we have a laser focus at doing that. And in order to accomplish the task that Jesus has entrusted with us, we need all hands on deck. We need participation from everyone. We need all of us to be a body part. 
And so please don't understand this morning as a sales pitch. Uh, this isn't me trying to offload a little bit of my work so I could golf more. Uh, it's, it's not anything like that. What this is, and the reason I'm so passionate about this, is because this is exactly what God created the body of Christ to be. He created it to be an interconnected, interdependent body of different believers with different gifts, all serving in community with one another. It's a team sport. It's not like the Olympics where you have these great one-man shows. It's more like football, which is God's game. And uh, as you know, (laughs) yeah, amen. Uh, In football, uh, it takes a team, right? Everybody has to block and tackle. Everybody has to work together. And here at Hope Covenant Church, we're all in this together. We're all on the field. We're all in the game. We all need to be blocking and tackling. We all need to be doing our part to accomplish the mission. And so this morning, we're going to invite you uh, to engage or to re-engage. And to do that, um, on the way in, all of you should have received a ministry guide, which looks like this. And uh, inside your ministry guide, uh, you'll find our seven different ministry departments uh, here at Hope Covenant Church. And uh, if you flip through it, uh, there's a description of each ministry department uh, at the top. And then there's uh, four or five different ways that you could serve uh, within that ministry. And so, like I said, there's 20 or 30 different lake opportunities. There's a lot of places uh, for you to plug in. And we'd encourage you uh, to go ahead and take that out uh, whenever you have a chance. Look over it. And if you're not currently engaged, if you're not currently serving, find a place to serve. Uh, If you want more information after the service, Right back there where our uh, rainbow-colored lights are, we have uh, seven different booths uh, for all of our different ministry departments, and it talks about uh, the specific things we have available, and you could sign up for a ministry, sign up for more information, um, and see what we have available. So uh, when this service concludes, I encourage you to stop by those booths. Uh, Pastor Brian is cooking up uh, his world-famous hamburgers for us to eat for lunch, uh, and it should just be a, a fantastic afternoon. Um, But before we uh, close, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the privilege of serving in your body. We thank you for the opportunity and the calling that you have given each one of us to serve here at Hope Covenant Church, to be a part of your local body. And I pray, Father, for those who are unengaged or disengaged, Father, that you would stir their hearts, Father, that you would direct them towards a ministry, help them to get into the lake and to serve in some way, Father. Not because they have to, but because they want to. Because it's a privilege to serve here, Father. I pray all of us would serve faithfully and follow Christ's example of putting other people's interests above our own. In Jesus' name, amen.